Morning glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are here, present and accounted for. Yeah. On a Wednesday morning, it is the 19th day of February, 2020. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Right here. On the docket for today, a movie review from Big J. All about amateurs. Amateur night. A chance for tickets to corn. Breaking Benjamin and Bones UK. Probably start giving away uh, accession passes for that, too. Got a time locked in stone yesterday. It's going to be happening at 2 o'clock. Oh, boy. In the afternoon, Bones is going to be coming by. On Monday for an acoustic accession courtesy of Coors Light and Corwin Ford. So very excited for that. So we should probably get people into it. So if you want to meet Bones UK, that'll be a great opportunity to do that. As Rosie and Carmen will be coming in. Jamming out, dude. I hope you're ready for it. You're going to be the one doing the interview. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Good. Me too. Uh, so that'll be awesome to have uh, those ladies in here coming up on Monday. Of course, we have the Glorious Sons in here tomorrow. Uh, that's happening at 3 o'clock for a Coors Light Corwin Ford X session. You're going to be here for that? I, I don't think so, no. What's happening? Well, I'm leaving on an airplane. Yeah, but you're leaving the next day. No, I'm leaving Thursday. Yeah, that's the next... Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You are leaving. That is yeah. Thursday. You're off because of President's Day. I am off. I am off. I'm off of my days. For some reason, I thought today was Tuesday and tomorrow is Wednesday. It is not. You're right. My apologies to you and your family. Hey, man. It's okay. Uh, On top of that, we also have an opportunity for you to go to our free X show over the course of the show today. That's happening on the 29th of next month. That's March 29th, kids. Uh, Blue Stones, which you heard not too long ago. Of course, we also have Royal Bliss coming to town. Abrupt Edge is reuniting for this show. And Stone Prophet, too. So a nice lineup front to back for that show. Your chance to go to that. We'll also hopefully qualify somebody for that Lifetime Store gift certificate today. And definitely get them in the running for that big uh, grand prize custom shed that we're going to give away on Saturday at the Lifetime Store. So you want to get in the running on that, too. Sounds like we got a show. Yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff going on. For sure. Just the way we like it, however. Let's get started with some jams. We'll do some important stuff not too long. Right now, it's GNR. It's the X Rocks. Newsfeed on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by Carrington College. Start realizing your full potential with Carrington College's diverse range of affordable in demand certificate and associate degree programs at their Boise campus. Hands-on training taught by experienced professionals in the field and externships that provide real-world experience to help prepare you for that first day on the job. If you want to learn more, head up to carrington.edu to get started today. Big G, how many times have you heard this? Gotta get my steps. Oh, a lot. Not as much now. Gotta get my steps. Our company doesn't have a a wellness program in your face every day. No. Thankfully. Uh, You know, uh, there's a trend of walking about 10,000 steps a day. That's the ideal number that people have wanted to hit because they feel like that's the number that you need to hit in order to lose some weight. Well, guess what? There's a new study says that doing so probably isn't helping you at all. This is according to BYU, Big J. They found that walking 10,000 all the way up to 15,000 steps per day was not enough to help prevent weight gain among students, at least in their first year of college. Lead study author Bruce Bailey says that exercise alone not always the most effective way to lose weight. Even though it won't prevent weight gain on its own, more steps is always better for you. We're not saying you shouldn't do it, but if you're doing it because you think it's helping you not gain weight, the answer is it's probably not. 
Is it good for your system? Is it nice to be up and getting and going? Your circulatory system? Of course, all that stuff is fine. But it's not a weight loss kind of a thing. Does that make sense, Big J? Yeah, but that's, you know, it's disappointing. Sure. But I'm sure that's not the only reason people were trying to hit that 10,000 mark. Plus, these are students, so who knows what they're uh, doing with their uh, caloric intake. They're freshman 15, bro. You know all about that, don't you? No. Huh? You've never heard of that? No. Were you always, uh, people gain uh, 15 pounds in their first year of college because everything is so different? Sleep deprivation and uh, it's a whole new world, a whole new surroundings for you. So sometimes you seek food as a comfort when you're in a different and weird scenario. That's developing the eating disorder right there. Yeah, no, listen, it's been talked about for a long time. You're absolutely right. Good news, NASCAR driver Ryan Newman was awake and speaking with his family yesterday, one day after a scary final lap crash at the Daytona 500. Roush Fenway Racing uh, released the update about Newman yesterday after doctors said that he, uh, the day before, that the injuries were serious but not life-threatening. Of course, Dale Earnhardt's fatal crash, the same race, the last fatality in NASCAR's uh, Cup Series, took place 19 years ago, also on the Daytona 500's last lap. So, obviously, there's a lot of callback to that over the weekend, but good news is he's up and around. Drew Brees is coming back to the New Orleans Saints. He will return next season, his 15th with the Saints and 20th in the NFL. The 41-year-old shared the news on his Instagram. So, we'll see what ends up happening with the Saints next year. Do you like their chances, Big J? No. How come? Bad. Huh? Well, they seem to have a hard time following through at the very end. Yeah, Drew uh, kind of fell off a uh, table there towards the tail end of the season. That being said, I mean, Michael Thomas still had a huge year. Oh, yeah. Really the only yeah. guy catching passes on that team. But I'm not sure that Alvin Kamara is going to have as bad of a year as he did this last year. I mean, they really didn't utilize him much at all, especially down the stretch, which is really weird considering what weapon he was last year, but or the year before last. But we'll see what ends up happening with the Saints in the NFC. Drew Brees is coming back for year number 20. Rob Zombie's a busy man. He's going to provide a commentary track on the upcoming Blu-ray edition of Munster Go Home. It's the 1966 feature film spinoff of the classic TV series, The Munster. Oh, man, great. Of course, Rob Zombie's a longtime Munsters fan, uh, as uh, pre, you know, basically evidenced by his song Dracula, which was the car on the Munster. Yeah. Uh, he will be joined by Butch Patrick, Big J. He played little Eddie Munster on the series and in the movie. The film will make its Blu-ray debut courtesy of the Scream Factory on March 31st. So if you want more Rob Zombie in your life, you have a chance at the end of next month. That is your send new song of the day. It's Machine Head at Circle the Drain here on 100.3. The X Rocks. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you. It starred Jason Biggs. It was called Amateur Night, and now we get to learn exactly what it was about and if it was any good. Big J? Yeah, uh, Amateur Night came out in 2016. It does star Jason Biggs. You've got here uh, Cedric Garbro, who's in there very briefly. You might remember him from Reno 911. Uh, Ashley Tisdale and Janet Montgomery. And it's a story about uh, Jason Biggs' character who is an out-of-work architect, Nick. Uh, him and his wife are having their first child, and she also just lost her job. And so uh, the stressful situation, and she suggests to him, hey, here's a job, uh, work for Craigslist. Uh, go, go see this Craigslist ad. He goes, and it turns out he's supposed to be driving some prostitutes around as oh, a driver. Okay. And uh, basically he is uh, fish out of water in this situation, and uh, you know, you've know, you got the, the comedy situations that are going to kind of arise out of this 
And I tell you, you know, there there's a lot of there was a lot of potential for this movie, I think, to be really, really funny. There's a couple laugh out loud moments, but they're far and few between. Um, you know, the characters didn't really get a chance to get completely revealed to you. Uh, and, and then, of course, um, you know, you've got the typical shenanigans that you'd expect from such a thing uh, with, uh, you know, him having to uh, experience things he hasn't experienced before. And then his wife, of course, uh, isn't totally cool with it, but it is it's also got Steven Weber in it uh, perhaps you remember him from Wings um, so there you go but is it Big J approved yeah no I mean I think there's some other options out there uh, that you can take a swing at it is it, the, on the good side of this movie it was only an hour and uh, 32 minutes was it poorly written? Was it just poorly acted and executed? Was I, it? I think that there, you know, they there was too many directions for it to go in. If they just kind of stayed in the lane, uh, there might have been a chance to really flush out some of the funny in it, and um, it just didn't happen that way. So now I remember from the plot description, it described how this adventure made him think he would be okay as a father. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the ultimate part of this here. It has a happy ending, and um, and so yeah, the uh, one of the uh, the girl that he is uh, driving around uh, kind of helps convince him that he actually would be a, a good father, not a bad father, because he's been very nervous about it and doesn't feel like he's a good provider not having a job. I mean, those some, something can relate to, but. Was it a comical situation that caused him to lose his gig? Or do you not know why he was... Uh, no, I, we don't know how why he doesn't have a job, but he's he was... Uh, he, the beginning of the movie is him... Um, uh, apparently he had uh, been offered a job and they have not called him back and so he repeatedly calls uh, to find out what, when he's supposed to start and it goes on for a little bit and apparently something went wrong in that situation and so you know the first few minutes is is him being a psycho oh it's like swingers yeah yeah okay gotcha Pretty much. gotcha and then the wife gets fired why you never really know. Oh. I mean, they don't. They don't get into that. Just we yeah. know that these two people are out of work, need money yep. desperately, and so he becomes. And he has the potential to make some money because he gets a pretty big percentage of uh, this if he drives the girls around. <laughs> and he does, and they go to a party, and you know things don't get too out of. Okay, some things get out of control, but I mean, it just you know it didn't. It didn't really hit the high marks. Not worth your time, according to Big J. So avoid amateur night at all costs. Today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, America. What are we going to do with you, Big J? With me or America? Yes. Uh, as because America has overwhelmingly stated, at least as of recently, that the way that we like to get our news is online, man. Don't want to don't subscribe for papers. Don't want to pay for that. Uh, TV news ratings way down. But the amount of people that get their news by clicking on the internet one way or another is at around 68% of Americans. It's pretty high, man. Right. Now, of course, there's the outlie and concern over news stories that aren't exactly as accurate as some others, right? Oh, yeah. And coming across crap that comes across our feed. And then and now here's the other. Oh, my God. Here's the other thing. So 68% of us like to get our news online. 94% of us admit that we do zero research about the news that we read. You understand? So none yeah. of us are doing any kind of follow-up. We just automatically read. And then and then listen to this. Another 86% say we just read the headline of the first couple sentences. And then we move on. All right? Okay. So it's our own fault that we're not informed. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, but we take no responsibility for it. It's the media's fault. No, not yeah, fault. of course. 
And so, uh, when faced with the alternative, which would be, what if we were to give you a service that you would pay for to access online that would say, you know what, we'll do some of that stuff for you. We'll make sure the stuff that you get is actually vetted. There's some facts involved in it. It's not tailored to your personal political views, but actually contains facts. Would you pay for this service? How many Americans said that they would? Uh, 10%. Uh, less. 8%. So, we, we are upset that there's no facts out there. We refuse to go find facts for ourselves, but then when offered up with a service that would find those facts for us, we're not willing to pay a little bit of money Here, for it. Here's the thing, though. Would you trust that service? I, I guess that's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, but again, you are the reason why you distrust things. Do you understand? It's not their fault. It's your own fault because you refuse to do research. So you read well, a bunch of fake crap, and then it's their fault that you read it, right? Yeah, well, a lot of people aren't professional researchers either. Or, but you or don't even they, really have to be a professional researcher. Yeah, if you read an article and, it, you, you know, I mean, the thing is, there's so many now different quote-unquote news sites uh, right. that, um, you know, and it's nowadays, I mean, I, I look at something from a news report, and if I, if I don't recognize where it comes from, I don't believe any of it because I'm like... Like, I can't be sure that that's real. Right. And I'm not going to go follow that shoestring and find out if that site is a, a one of the, uh, you know, the parody sites or anything. I'm just like, I don't have time to bother with that. But you do have time. You just don't want to. No, I literally would spend all day. You'd spend all day trying to find that crap. Well, you wouldn't have to, is what I'm saying. Oh, you mean if you use a service? Not necessarily even a service, but there's certain things that, you know, there's Snopes and there's certain things that you can go to that's literally one click away from telling you whether or not something is true or false. But we don't do that or work for ourselves. But we don't want somebody else to do it for us because it might cost us three bucks a month. But then, you know, it's just weird where we prioritize stuff. I just find it interesting that we complain about these things and then when offered with the solution for it, uh, we aren't happy with that particular solution either. And so the question then becomes, will we ever be happy? And the answer to that is probably what? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, but we're leaning towards the negative. So uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. But you can't blame other people if the uh, the things are there for you and you refuse to do the work for yourself. And it's there. But that's the world that we live in today and age. It's the way it goes. Everything is online and we're just not happy with that either. Uh, but we're not going to pay for it any other way. So that's just the way we're going to have to deal with things. Ryan Newman is awake and speaking with his family. He did so yesterday, one day after a scary final lap crash at the Daytona 500. Roush Fenway Racing released the update about Newman yesterday. Uh, which is a good step in the right direction. Hopefully he has a full recovery. Still not exactly an idea as to what his injuries were. We just know that they were serious. So we're still not sure what he is dealing with. But we're just happy that he is moving around and talking to his family, which is good. Drew Brees is coming back for another year with the New Orleans Saints. The 41-year-old shared the news on Instagram saying he is ready for another year. Brees is the NFL's all-time leader in completions, yards passing, and touchdowns. He is just six ahead of New England's Tom Brady. Big J. But will Tom Brady stay in New England? What do you say? Uh, but I don't know. What's your gut say? Yes. I do too. I think he's going to stick around too. Foo Fighters will celebrate their 25th anniversary with a North American tour on which the band will hit some of the same cities it visited during its very first tour back in 1995. The 2020 Van Tour going to launch April 12th in Phoenix, Arizona, wind down May 20th in Hamilton, Ontario with more shows potentially to be added. 
And it says possibly small venues like the ones the band played in 1995. Now, we've talked to a couple other people, and nobody gave me a right answer. I talked to a couple people. They weren't sure if it was 95 or 96. But we know that the Foo Fighters played here fairly early Yeah, it was on. after this tour. It was? The, it yes. was after the second yes. one? Okay. So uh, we're probably not going to get a Foo Fighters date on this particular one. But Taylor Hawkins did tell us a while back that, you know, the Foo Fighters enjoy actually playing surprise gigs at smaller venues. There's such a different feeling you get when you play something like that as opposed to playing the sort of, you know, the Verizon wireless amphitheater in front of, you know, 15,000 people. That I mean, that's a big giant thing, you know, and that's a big over-the-top show. And But when they're right there in your face, you can't get that in front of 20,000 people. Along with uh, the Foo Show itself, each stop will feature a preview of Dave Grohl's new documentary, What Drives Us. Film finds Grohl exploring what compels musicians to leave behind everything and spend several months touring the country in a little teeny tiny van. And right now, from looking at the dates, Phoenix, Arizona is about as close as it's going to get, unless you have a passport. And so that's going to be the one that you're going to want to attend. Again, that's April 12th. It's at a big, gigantic arena, though, so there'll be plenty of room. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Big J, we are headed to India for today's We're Going to Hell story. Wow. Not sure the 100% accuracy of the story, but I'm going to lay it out for you the best I can anyway. You used to ride a motorcycle. Agree or disagree, Big J? Uh, yes. And so uh, I suppose you can maybe see a scenario where this happens. I guess it's not unusual in India for people that ride motorcycles to have the helmets that they are going to wear when they ride it around kind of left on the handlebars of their motorcycles. That makes sense? Yeah. So that when they take it off, when they take off, everything is right there and they have everything that they need. Now, where did, did you take your helmet with you when you rode a motorcycle? Did you not wear a helmet? No, I didn't wear a helmet. Okay. And so uh, I guess I was trying to figure out if this is a common practice, but I don't know if it is or if it isn't. Either way, a gentleman named K.A. Rankith decided he was going to take a ride on his motorcycle. So... He went on his motorcycle, grabbed his helmet off the handlebars, put it on, and then went, went on what he called a nearly seven-mile ride to help pick up his younger brother at St. Mary's High School in the city Nini where he's from. When he got there and he was ready to pick up his brother, he removed his helmet, Big J, and that's when he looked down and he was like, man, I thought I felt something weird. Whoa! Inside of his helmet was a venomous snake known as a common crate, all coiled up inside Ooh, his crate helmet. Snake? Oh, man. And he was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So he's freaking out. He's in full-on shock. He decides to go to a local hospital because he's like, listen, I don't know if that snake bit me. I can't. You can't tell if a snake bit you on well, the damn head. He's freaking out at this point. So now yeah, I he's, can understand that. He, that would be freaky. He's like, I better make sure I don't know, but if it's bit me, I'm dead. It's venomous. I need to figure it out. So he goes to the local hospital. Doctors determined he had not been bitten or otherwise injured by the snake. So he got off lucky. And that is when K.A. decided he was going to destroy his helmet with fire and replace it. And that's exactly what he did. He burned his helmet with the snake inside. In effigy. I guess. And replaced it. So he got off lucky. Probably will now check his helmet every single time before putting it on his head. But I guess I can buy the snake on top of his head kind of thing for seven miles. Maybe if it was a tight helmet. But why that snake wouldn't bite, I, I guess. Maybe it was comfortable. Maybe. Could be. 
Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe it was a friendly crate. Who knows? Crate the friendly snake. But either way, I think this guy got off lucky and then decided to... You think, you know, because the snake was relatively nice to him, given pretty much every opportunity to bite the top of his scalp if he really wanted to, he'd let the snake go on about his day. Yeah. But no, he burns it instead. So now I ask you, Big J, has he brought himself a curse upon himself for... What? I mean, but how did the snake just kind of hang out in the helmet? Well, they like, think that that like it crawled up on there as it was on the motorcycle. No, but I mean, even after he removed it, and he's like, oh, there's a snake in here, wouldn't you like throw the helmet as far away from you as you could? I don't know. I don't know. Does not say. I don't have those details as to how he reacted. I'm guessing I probably would, but that doesn't mean he did. Maybe the snake was dead or something already. I don't know. I don't know. But he's just lucky he didn't get bit. Count your lucky stars, K.A. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Your chance to qualify for a $3,000 shed. Custom style from Lifetime Store is on the way. He Shed, She Shed is next on the X-Rock. Smashing Pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings here on 100.3, the X-Rocks. We are getting people qualified for some Lifetime Store action. Big J, what is Battle of the Sexes all about? Yeah, it's all about the chance to win a uh, she shed or a he uh, shed, if you will, from the Lifetime Store here at Boise. Uh, They've got, uh, it's worth over $3,000, 35 different kinds of customizations that you can do to make a beautiful shed all your own and everybody gets qualified will get a $50 gift certificate to get your adventure started there at the Lifetime Store. A lot of cool stuff that they have besides the sheds. For sure. And usually at this time, it would be a male caller versus a female caller. But because today, either uh, people that listen to us, it's just a sausage factory, Big J, or the gentleman had just clogged up all the phone lines this morning. Every phone that I answered was a gentleman and not a single female this morning. And so uh, we're just going to turn to Nate. Nate? What's up? How you doing, man? How you feeling this morning? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right. We're going to give you a couple of questions. You got to get them both right in order to qualify for the He Shed, She Shed action over at the Lifetime Store. Is that cool? That's cool. All right. They're both multiple choice, so congratulations. Hopefully, they'll be somewhat easy. Your first question is, musician Kenny G is famous for playing what instrument? Is it the saxophone, the oboe, or the flute? The saxophone. That is correct. Right. We go to question number two. This one a little bit more difficult. All right. <laughs> Which of these ev- events is not part of women's gymnastics? Is it the floor exercise, the vault, or the parallel bars? Hmm. One of them is not present in women's gymnastics. Floor exercise. Gotta be the, the parallel bar. That is correct. Right. Parallel yeah, nice work, man. Is right. Well done, Nate. Congratulations. We're going to qualify you for that action courtesy of the Lifetime Store. You got $50 from the Lifetime Store coming your way guaranteed. And you're in the running for that grand prize of a customized shed for your backyard, dude. Courtesy of the Lifetime Store. Hang on just one second and make sure you're set and good to go there. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, if you're addicted to your smartphone, your brain has changed. Congratulations, dude. Evolution! You've got a weird new brain. German researchers looked at brain images and found those with smartphone addiction have less gray matter volume in some key parts of the brain. Now, this is similar to the changes that have taken place in the brains of drug addicts, too, so congratulations. Oh, boy. 
Data showed that people addicted to their smartphone had decreased activity in their brains compared to those who were not addicted to their phones. No, you don't say. Study authors said that, you know, there's there's a lot of widespread use. There's a lot of increasing popularity. And so the present study questions the harmlessness of smartphones, at least in individuals that may be increased risk for developing smart role related addictive behaviors. And listen, this, this shouldn't surprise you, man. Right. I mean, smartphones, without a doubt, hands down, and those of us who lived before and functioned before the world of smartphones and now function very much with them can tell you they change the way your brain works, dude. I mean, think about it. I remember before cell phones, Do I used remember? to know all my friends' phone numbers. All of them. Oh, yeah. I don't know a I single mean, one. I you mean, ha- you only remember two numbers. Right now. Because you had two friends. It's not very nice to say, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> not true. But I don't remember any. I couldn't tell you even what the three numbers other than the area code of your number is. And we talk fairly regularly. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't taken the time to remember yours. I don't know, I know my, my mom's cell phone number anymore. Uh, I mean, I used to know my mom's, you know, landline number top by heart. I could still tell you what that is, but they don't have that landline anymore. And great. so I don't know any of those numbers by heart. I don't. And that is what has happened with my cell. And again, it's not because I don't blame it. It's not because I'm addicted to my cell phone. It is because that is no longer information I need to retain because something else retains it for me. Yeah. But you think naturally that then you could retain some other information. You would hope. But you don't. No. No. It's all lost. So bye-bye, Green Matter. Thanks a lot, smartphones. What do we, I mean, you know, what do we do? What are we going to do? Nothing. It's going to get worse from here, pal. Drew Brees announced yesterday that he will return next season to the New Orleans Saints. It's his 15th season with New Orleans and the 20th in the NFL. The 41-year-old shared the news on his Instagram. Hey, but how much is it going to cost him? Uh, I believe they got him on a one-year deal. I think it's like $18 million or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, that's it's not, not bad. bad. No, it's not bad at all. Gave him a uh, Tom Brady deal. Well, I mean, he was, I believe he was still under contract for one more year. He was just deciding whether or not he was going to hang it up. Oh, okay. It's Teddy Bridgewater that's the free agent. Drew Brees and is Taysom kind of, Hill. Yes, also Taysom Hill. Not unrestricted, but he's a free agent. Correct. Brees is the NFL's all-time leader in completions, yards, and touchdowns. Just six ahead of Tom Brady. So Tom Brady nipping on his heels, baby. Big J, Ben Affleck is sorry. Do you accept his apology? Well, yeah, sure. He's sorry about the divorce from his ex-wife, Jennifer Garner. I don't blame him. He says it was the biggest regret of his life. He pinned his the issues on the drinking that he had. He said he uh, drank relatively normally for a long time. What happened is he started drinking more and more when his marriage started to fall apart back in 2015 and 2016. Of course, his drinking then caused more marital problems. And the biggest regret of his life, he says, is the divorce. He says shame is really toxic. There is no passive byproduct of shame. It's just stewing in a toxic, hideous feeling of low self-worth and self-loathing. And he says that this role that he took on, which is of an alcoholic basketball coach, really helped him realize some of the problems he was doing to himself in the movie that is coming out. Of course, you know, I'm sure sleeping with a nanny didn't help. Well, I think that's a byproduct of uh, his addiction. Maybe. Maybe. No, it, it without a doubt is. Uh, but, you know, it is one of those deals where uh, the movie, I think, looks actually really good. Yeah, see, I'm the, I guess I'm the only one of our group that doesn't. That doesn't what? Think that this movie looks good. How come? Why don't you think it looks good? Because I saw it when I saw Hoosiers. Basketball coach got a drinking problem. But that's not what Hoosiers was about at all. Sure was. 
Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman did not have a drinking problem. Dennis well, Hopper no, had Dan- a drinking yes, problem. Yes, I understand. And Dennis Hopper was in the movie for five minutes. Yeah. It was the dad that had the drinking. He was thing. the dad of the star play. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, there's somebody with a drinking problem in it, but Hoosiers is most definitely not a Dennis Hopper movie. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Monday, Nick, uh, at the Fort Idaho Center Arena, we will be visited by Corn, Breaking Benjamin, and Bones UK. So we'll get somebody set up with tickets to that, plus Bones UK coming in for a Corwin Ford Coors Light X session. You will also be invited to attend that uh, in the afternoon. So we're looking forward to it. You just need to beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003 in order to play. If you think you got what it takes, then you're going to have to prove it. Big J, are you ready? I'm ready. And to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Morning, guys. Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? David. All right, David, good luck. During the game show Wheel of Fortune, this model hostess turns the letters. What's her name? Vanna White. Vanna right. White is correct. No turning anymore. Uh, you, that's that's true. You're right. Uh, you're so smart about it. I hope you know this. How long has Vanna White been the hostess for Wheel of Fortune? You need an exact amount of I'm years? I'm going to give you a five-year buffer. All right. Well, uh, at least since the mid-'80s. So we're looking at a very long time. But is it early mid-'80s or late-'80s? Um, let's see. Mm, I'm going to say within five years, you said? Within five years. I'm going to say 37 years. Uh, yes, that's correct. Right. Uh, 40 years. All right. You did a good job there. Uh, this actor revitalized his career with an Oscar nomination worthy performance as Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction. John Travolta. Right. That's what famous actor starred in a Pitfall commercial in 1982? Jack Black. There All you right. go. That's the question I was telling about this morning. Uh, how many dice are rolled at one time in the game Yahtzee? Four? Wrong. No, it's incorrect. Sorry, Dave. Thank you for playing, man. Appreciate it. Good morning, the X. Hello. Hey, here's Big J with your question. How many dice are rolled okay. at one time in Yahtzee? What was that again? How many dice are rolled at one time in Yahtzee? Uh, three. Wrong. That's incorrect. Good morning, the X. Morning. Hey, here comes Big J. How many dice are rolled at one time in Yahtzee? Five. Yahtzee! There you go. Uh, Nick Benicio Del Toro, having a birthday today, uh, very early in his career, played a Bond bad guy. In what Bond movie did he play? Um, okay. Hint, it also starred Wayne Newton. It did. Then I'm going to go with, hmm, how about The Living Daylights? You're really close, but that's not wrong. Wrong Timothy Dalton movie. Crap. License to Kill. License to Kill. Right. Good job, right. man. I'm impressed. Well done, man. Congratulations. You've got tickets to Corn, Breaking Benjamin, and Bones UK. You're also invited to that Bones UK X session happening 2 o'clock on Monday here in the studios. Thanks to Coors Light and Corwin Ford for that. Hang on one second. We'll get some info from you. We'll do a run of headlines. That's happening next on the X Rock. 
Headlines brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That is the website for Team Mazda Subaru. It's where you should start your next new or used car adventure. The inventory is always changing. Changing Fresh Start Credit Check button is right there on the website, too. So check out GoTeamSaveMoney.com for your next vehicle. Headlines are as follows. Gotta stop it. Super flush and people are gross. Uh, Let's go with super flush. This is sort of impressive. So the Texas Rangers ended up getting about 300 local school kids together yesterday to break a new globe life field with what they called a super flush event or flushing of all the stadium's toilets at once. The event took place on Tuesday morning. Hundreds of toilets were flushed just to make sure the plumbing could actually handle the strain of hundreds of toilets being flushed at the same time and not causing some sort of catastrophic backup or something. Oh, no. Officials say the Super Flush event was very successful. The stadium is now 94% complete, and they look forward to plenty of baseball teams cheating in that stadium very soon. Yeah. So, good news. The Super Flush was successful. I like the nickname, Super Flush. Super flush. Glad it worked. Gotta stop it or people are gross. Uh, People are gross. It all started with a crossword puzzle that appeared in Wednesday's edition of the USA Today. One clue said, cookie that some people eat with mustard. Do you know what the answer is, Big J? No. Oreo was the only thing that fit. Sounds like my family. So, Brett Murphy, an investigative reporter for USA Today Network, was like, really? People eat Oreos with mustard? Oh and received an email from somebody who actually tried this, and then Murphy shared that person's experience with the world on Twitter. According to the email, the person got some Oreos, put mustard on top, and then actually ate one. The email said, quote, I tried it, you bastards. <laughs> so, uh, and he said that, that Oreos and mustard are uh, is certainly the most wretched thing he's ever tasted, and not sure why exactly some people that consume Oreos do it with mustard, let alone enough people that would necessitate a crossword clue to be written about it, which makes it seem like it's a little bit more common than it might actually be. Yeah, there's no way. I've never heard that ever. I haven't either. I went back and looked. There was at one point, like two years ago, like an Oreo and mustard challenge on the internet when everybody was doing stupid challenges, you know? And so for a while, that thing went viral, but not super viral. And so maybe that's where it started, but it can't be an enjoyable thing, right? No, but, you know, my, my wife and kids, they, they will put mustard, you know, like it's... But not on sweet things, right? No. Okay. But I think they would try it. Really? Like, I bet. I'm going to ask. Ugh. All right. Wrap it up with gotta stop it. People apparently don't know what constitutes an emergency anymore. Police in Ohio say a 36-year-old named Solani Carpati from Canton was arrested on Thursday after she repeatedly called 911 to say her parents had shut off her cell phone service. She was warned to only use the line for legitimate reasons after a few calls, but then it continued to call anyway. Court documents say that Solani was belligerent and insisted it was a true emergency. She was charged with disrupting public services. You know when your cell phone turns off, the only thing, the only line that works is 911? Yeah. So that's why she was using it. She was very upset that her parents cut off her cell phone and stopped making the payments, and so she thought it was an emergency. It is not. It never is. Uh, but at 36, maybe your parents paying your cell phone bills more of an emergency than anything else, right? Yeah, that seems like a real stepbrother situation. Like, emergency? Get yourself some income. Stat. Or don't get a cell phone. One of the two. Either way, she's now in jail. Friendly reminder, don't call 911 unless it's an absolute emergency. You're up to date on everything. There's your headlines. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad impressions. More on the way.
That is Pearl Jam. That is Jeremy here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I suppose, Big J, if you like your drinks chunky, there's one choice for you, right? Yeah, yeah, the Bloody Mary. And uh, Nick, uh, I don't know where or why it started, but uh, putting things into your Bloody Mary became very popular. You know, it comes with some accoutrement as it is, a celery <laughs> stick mm-hmm. and some olives generally. And then uh, things uh, have started to get really out of control, but but in a fun way. I mean, uh, there's a couple local establishments here that uh, do some fun uh, I know Slicks, uh, they have a Bloody Mary bar, and so they have different kinds of uh, cheeses and cheese curds and things, uh, you know, um, and even a hot wing you can put in there. There's bacon I've seen that bacon, has gone yeah. on part of some of that. Uh, Homestead has uh, just, I mean, they have a small slider okay. that goes on one. I mean, so it, it's, you know, and it's a good Bloody Mary, and but but so it's like a brunch thing, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, this has gone out of hand in Nashville as there's this uh, place called the Party Fowl Restaurant. And they have, uh, it's called Brunch for Two, Nick. For so two. Here's what happens it's 55 ounces of Bloody Mary. That's a lot. So it that, seems. that's a lot. But for two, right? Okay. I mean, sharing a straw, maybe a couple straws in there. <laughs> uh, eight pieces of fried okra. Okay. A one avocado. A whole avocado? Yeah, a whole avocado. Okay. But here's the kicker two whole fried Cornish hens. Oh my God. How does it get served? Uh, on uh, well, just uh, in a big old uh, glass. Like, I mean, it's a gigantic glass. Are these things like coming out of it. Yeah, come here, take a look okay. uh, at this. I should have showed you before, but um, but that's what it looks that's like. Insane. It is insane. Uh, you're right. They do get out of hand, but it's fun, man. Keeps you busy while you're hanging out with your friends having brunch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to figure out how to drink your drink without getting all the food out of it and not getting it all over the place. It's quite the adventure. And it's well, probably like a $30 drink, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not cheap. No. Not cheap. But you can't partake in the Bloody Marys. No, I cannot. Uh, being allergic to uh, tomatoes, it would be a, basically a murder Mary for me. And I'm not interested in that in any way, uh, Essentially, though, this is just uh, uh, like a burger with your beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's going on. And somehow it's become a very trendy, popular thing. But I don't mind. You like Bloody Marys, right? Yeah. You enjoy them? Yeah. And, you know, for a while, it really didn't dawn on me that I should just, you know, just for to be healthy, I should just be drinking V8. Because <laughs> really, when you get down to it, that's all uh, Bloody Mary is, plus vodka. Yeah. I mean, do you like it like as a hair of the dog situation, like as a morning drink or it, what? No, I don't. I mean, no, because, well, I don't really drink that much anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I do, you know, I would make Bloody Mary. It seems to be a morning thing because, you know, drinks like uh, a meal. It does. It does. Well, it's supposed to. I mean, yeah. especially when you add all the food to it. Right. It makes sense. And it's I a perfect some, brunch. Now, drink. here's what I need is Bloody Mary with taquitos, you know, in it. Maybe a chimichurra. Well, listen, there's nothing that says you can't create your own Bloody Mary You're right. drink. Big J's Bloody Chimichanga Mary. The Bloody Big J, we'll call it. And then <laughs> you can you can drink it, and you can make a perfect Bloody Mary, and then you can add your own kind of, I guess, uh, Mexican-American style And to it. I serve it up at the X session on Monday. All right. I don't think that would be allowed, actually. Uh, we probably get in trouble okay. for it. But I like the way you think. All right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your bad impressions next on the X Rock. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, March 29th, baby. Our first free act show of 2020, and it is going to be a great one. The Blue, Sto- Blue Stones coming in to town. We've got Royal Bliss, we've got Stone Prophet, and Abrupt Edge. It's going to be fantastic. We'll get you set up with tickets to the show if you can figure out bad impressions. All right, 208 287 1003. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has prepared three clues, they all revolve around somebody pretty famous. We figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less. 
you are going to go to our free X show next month and probably feel pretty good about yourself. Big J, are you ready with the clues? Yep. And to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Hey, buddy, what's your name? Jay. All right, Jay, good luck. I didn't start my acting career until I got out of prison. Mm, I've started movies like Desperado, Heat, Badass, and of course, Machete. Okay, uh, third one just for uh, SMG. I have my own famous taco joint called Treos Tacos. There you go. Good job, Jay. Congratulations. Tickets to the Free X show are yours on the 29th. Hold on, dude. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go. Why is Danny Trejo in the news? Uh, Interesting as a uh, a new uh, poll, not necessarily a poll, but uh, uh, a list, Nick, of the most most on-screen deaths, 65 the Machete star has met uh, memorable ends in almost every gruesome way imaginable throughout decades-long career. Yeah, uh, this uh, kind of stemmed from the the long-time rumor that Sean Bean is the most killed-off person in pop culture every time he's in a movie or something that he dies. But the reality of it is it's Danny Trejo who has passed away the most. Yeah, 65 times. And then, uh, you know, uh, I don't even see uh, Sean Bean on here that uh, because the next in line is Christopher Lee, Nick. Well, I mean... It, By five on-screen deaths, Lance Henriksen. Okay. 51 deaths. Vincent Price, 41 deaths. Dennis Hopper, 41. Rest in peace. Boris uh, Karloff, 41. John Hurt, 39. John Hurt. Yeah, well, I, I guess the, the one thing in common for all of these are people that have been making movies for a very, very long time. And while Sean Bean probably dies in a bunch of movies, he hasn't been, you know, in 55 movies, yeah. let alone enough to be able to pull that off. So we understand what it would mean, but... Uh, Good job, Danny Trail, former guest of the morning after. Big yeah, a lot of those, several, a couple of those folks have been uh, former guests of the morning after. Oh, really? Who am I Lance, Lance? Oh, I guess that's right. Lance Hendrickson was on the show at one point. I forgot about that one. Good job. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. Side prevail. It is Hurricane here on 100.3, the X Rocks. And the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's going to do it for the old show today. Thank you very much for tuning in on this 19th day of February. We appreciate it. Thank you to Big J for advising us not to watch Amateur Night, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. Don't do it. Said it was not worth our time. Therefore, I will not be watching it tonight. I hope you're happy. Oh, man. Kind of planning on it, but now I'm going to skip it. You like uh, you owe me. <laughs> okay, maybe. Maybe. We also had a chance to talk a little bit about the uh, the situation that is smartphones. We talked about helmets and snakes being married together. We also had a chance to get somebody qualified for that lifetime shed, which we're going to be giving away, by the way, on a Saturday. Don't forget, you can join us. Your last chance to qualify will be out there at the Lifetime Store uh, with Adam. We're going to be out there from 10 a.m. to noon on Saturday, giving away the big shed and... And you have chances to qualify out there as well. So if you've been trying with He Shed, She Shed and have not been able to get through, that is a good opportunity to do that. So make sure you join the X of the Lifetime Store 10 a.m. to noon this Saturday with Adam and 100.3 The X Rocks. Next set of X Rock brought to you by Dennis Dillon Automall, where Orchard Street and the freeway meet. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, man. You know what? Uh, be nice to people. Help out when you can because scientists uh, have this thing. They call it helpers high, Nick. So uh, when you help others... Feel-good chemicals are released that not only make you happier, they make you more relaxed, reduce pain, help you feel uh, heal faster, and even reduce the blood pressure. We're talking about endorphins here? 
Yeah, endorphins, whatever. That's why I always hold the door for you, man. Makes yeah, it's uh, not not really because your back hurts, and so maybe it's not. Maybe you're just doing it out of, you know, a routine as opposed <laughs> to really trying to. No, no. Well, I mean, I don't do anything to make myself feel good. I do it because I want to be nice, and no. I live by the golden rule: I treat others like I would like to yeah, be treated. Yeah, it's a good rule to live by. And so uh, that is why I do it. But I will say this: yes, uh, the holding open the door does not help my back at all. Uh, did it help yours when you held the door for me last? Yeah, night? it did. Yeah, I, I meant it. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Jason Drew's up next. We will see you tomorrow. It's the X-Rock.